Main Suite 7 is right next door to Powder River Pizza. Contact Aaron today, 752-8117, to learn how you can get 15% off packages from PEMF Wellness Therapy. Gift certificates make great Christmas gifts. Kick off the holiday season with Sheridan's 27th Annual Christmas Stroll, Friday, November 25th. We'll stroll all day from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Main Street and Grinnell will close from 4 to 8 for evening festivities. Visit Santa at the Y.O. Theater from 11 to 1 and 4.30 to 7.30. Look for matching button numbers and get caught shopping all day. For details, visit SheridanWyomingChamber.org. Christmas Stroll is brought to you by Visionary Broadband, Bank of the West, Century 21 BHK Realty, Sheridan Motor, and Y.O. Theater. When it comes to Wyoming outdoors and your love of it, bragging is not too big a word to use. Bragging rights can be as small as a photo of a mule deer in your backyard or a picture of a Yellowstone cutthroat you caught on an elk hair caddis up to a trophy bull elk. CNB Operations and John Deere bring you the Bragging Rights Photo Contest on Sheridan Media's contest page on SheridanMedia.com. Just enter any photo of your Wyoming outdoor experience, big game, fish, bird, climbing, hiking, biking, or horseback, and you could win a $300 bone-handled hunting knife with a million-year-old chunk of mastodon ivory in the handle from Buckaroo Blades. Plus, you could win a huge prize package from CNB Operations simply by stopping into the store on Heartland Drive and signing up. CNB Operations, in the name of bragging rights, will donate $1,000 to the Wyoming Outdoors Federation to help make sure we keep our Wyoming outdoors what it has always been. Are you ready to begin your college journey but aren't sure where to start? Sheridan College will help guide you every step of the way. Stop by anytime Monday through Friday during business hours to meet with an enrollment expert to answer any questions you may have. With over 50 programs of study, there's truly something for everyone. For a complete list of degree programs, go to Sheridan.edu. Registration is now open for the spring and summer semesters. Classes begin January 23rd. Sheridan College, begin your journey. Many faces people are excited to see first thing in the morning before they've even had their coffee. But the McDonald's drive through workers who take your order on the way to work have almost all of those faces. Get your $1 any size hot coffee with caramel paired with a sausage McMuffin. Right now, buy one sausage McMuffin and get another one for just a dollar. Price and participation may vary. Valid for item of equal or lesser value cannot be combined with any other offer. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now joining me this morning is the Chief of the Sheridan Police Department, Travis Koltiska and Captain Tom Ringley. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Floyd. Now, uh, how are the roads out there in the city? I, I know the roads on the way over here, pretty pretty snow-covered, some blowing snow, but no ice as of yet. Well, they're, they're not horrible. We've experienced far worse road conditions, but it's still the, it's a little slick, so we still encourage drivers to slow it down. Um, take a little more time in the mornings to uh, to uh, get to work and and to travel about the about the community. But you know we've experienced a, an uptick in accidents. This happens every time we have our initial snow. Um, we you know the snow amnesia I call it. We all got to relearn yeah, how to do this. So, um, but they're not horrible right now. Our city crews are out actually getting snow removed, so that's a good thing as well. Um, 
Oh, I do real quick. I did want to um, let the listeners know that our currently right at this moment, our administrative phone lines are down for some reason. We have technicians working on them. 911 is still fully operational. Um, if you have an emergency 911, obviously that will get you through to our dispatch center. If you need to call the police department um, for ourselves or the sheriff's department dispatch, if it's something that can wait, give us a few minutes, give us a little bit, and we'll get these phones up and running ASAP. But uh, if you if you definitely need a first responder, uh, fire, EMS, or, or police, feel free to use the 911. Oh, reliable 911. Um, now, Chief, you and I, we've talked about community policing here in the past. Uh, it's a policing technique that focuses more on education and community well-being. Recently, the Sheridan Police Department started posting crime data reports to the department. The media release and activity summary webpage on the city of Sheridan website. Is this part of a transparency component to that community policing practice? It absolutely is. It's one component to transparency. You know, a, a lot of uh, agencies around the country didn't share what they were doing day to day activities, and and we are more than happy to share everything that that our officers and our department is doing day to day. And this is just one component of that. These, uh, these crime stats, uh, the, the media release is showing the calls for service we've gone on, brief synopsis of what occurred. You know, we can't get too detailed on all things, obviously. There's right. there's laws and rules governing that. Ongoing investigations. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, or there's crimes involving juveniles or um, um, certain other crimes of violence. We cannot release certain information at the onset. But what we try to do is try to summarize and show basically the activity that's going on at the police department, like what kind of... Um, um, things that we're encountering, showing where our resources are, are going. And, and it's, it's just a good way to show the community what we're about and what we're actually out there actively doing. Now, it, how, how can the public utilize this information? Um, you and I have talked about uh, you do a lot of the policing based on data, which mm-hmm. I, I, I absolutely love that practice. Knowing where to put those resources, where they're needed. Is this information that someone could sit down and, and look at and I haven't looked at it myself, but is this something that someone can go to and go, oh, well, there's a lot of crime in, in this portion of the city uh, or speeding in that portion? Not necessarily. Uh, the the addresses are, in fact, there's no addresses. It just lists the street. And part of that's intentional, say, for us, if we respond to a domestic, we try to be as vague um, as possible where it is. It might just say Coffee and Avenue or, or Main Street. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it, with our, our mapping, it doesn't get super specific. So you, you, one wouldn't be able to pinpoint crime in the city from our from our media release. If, if anybody has any questions, uh, we'd be glad to talk to them about uh, what a particular part of the city is like. We frequently do get the phone calls from people who are um, moving here and buying a house or thinking about buying a house, and they want to know what the neighborhood's like. Luckily, in Sheridan, all of our neighborhoods are good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> most of our, a lot of our crimes are uh, crimes of opportunity, say an unlocked car door or a gun left in a car, which seems to, we had our little trend earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, so, and, that, and that's what we tell people. Crime, crime is generally preventable. Of course, we do have an occasional forced entry, um, but it, it's usually um, preventable. But that, that's the kind of conversations that we're more than happy to have with people. You know, I I was in the military and I worked in logistics for a little bit. And I can remember asking a sergeant, why do we have to lock this connex, even though it's behind two locked doors? And he said, well, because locks keep people honest. 
you know, large couponist people. Honestly. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And uh, and and so I kind of consider that you know, in this this car trend that that happened earlier in the year, uh, it happened over in Buffalo as well. It seemed like there was just a whole rash of of uh, whether it be a group or or a particular entity that was coming through, and just checking those doors. Yep. And and as you said, there were some weapons that were taken out of vehicles. It's not uncommon, I and mean, we've had different cycles of it happening here in Sheridan in, in years past. It kind of does seem cyclical, but like the captain said, it it in my career, other than, we did actually have a couple first entry car burglaries about a couple weeks ago, which was actually kind of surprising yeah. to all of us because I would venture to say that well over ninety eight to ninety nine percent of of vehicle burglaries are unlocked vehicles. And so that's that's just a one component, and, and we will, uh, you know, we'll, we'll put out there. Hey, we have we have it from Unlock. We do campaigns all the time. That's another one of those transparent deals is doing campaigns, reminding people to lock their doors, and actually spending some resources trying to educate the community on on the need to do that. Yeah, so make sure that you're locking those car doors, folks. And if um, if you keep a weapon in the vehicle with you, just remember to take it inside with you and secure it in the house uh, each time you go from the car. Yes, and. Not to secure it in the house, but secure it in the house. Don't, in the house, yeah. yes. Especially if you have children or absolutely or, or, other, or other people having access to your house, that just don't throw it in a closet or something. Um, now, this information that we're putting up on the website, how is this gathered? Is there a, a, a component to this where our patrolling officers? on duty come inside and they say, okay, I'm going to turn in all this information. Actually, actually it's all done internally in our report management system. So if, to walk you through it, if a, a call comes into our dispatch center and an officer is assigned a call, it's all aut- automated. There's, there's coding that needs to be done and there's circumstances and involvements, what we call involvement. So let's say for instance, a traffic crash that comes into dispatch, they enter a call for service for a traffic crash. Once the officers respond, they're entering the people that are involved in the crash as well as the vehicles into the report management system. Any cr- citations that occur or any crimes that result from that call, all that stuff's in internally and can be searched within our report management system. So um, our uh, administrative coordinator um, has gone to some analytical training and is able to, to harvest that information from our report management system and produce statistics on um, on on. A, ver- a variety of things through our report management. And what we put on our website, um, you know, there's a lot more information out there that we can, I mean, we can do circumstances of um, demographics, of all kinds of different things. But what's most interesting to people and what's most uh, um, beneficial is what are our violent crime rates looking like? What are our property crime rates? Are we seeing trends? Are we identifying trends um, and things that occur what are um, you know, drug and alcohol arrests? Are those yeah. up rising or, or 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 falling? What's our proactivity? You know, what impacts are we having on that by the resources and how we're allocating those? So that's what a, a lot of that that that's where that information comes from, and that's kind of how we use it. Now, when, now when it comes to that uh, the drug and alcohol reports, um, I spoke with uh, the chief of police over in Buffalo, uh, Chief Bissett, quite a while ago, and and we had a conversation here regarding it. Is is fentanyl a problem in the city? I'm sure it's here. It's everywhere else, but it it hasn't come to our attention. We've obviously, of course, like everywhere else, we've had a few instances um, where it's been an issue. But as far as widespread um, circulation, 
um, like you see everywhere else. We, we haven't seen that. Although we are, doesn't mean we're not looking for it. Right. Um, it's a, it's a huge concern of ours. Um, just because we follow national trends, we're just a smaller community. Now, when it comes to uh, the use of social media, uh, I follow the uh, the Facebook page, yes. the Sheridan PD. Uh, you guys put up a lot of really good news stuff that I really like to see, promotions, and, and when an officer goes above and beyond, you celebrate it on there. Is there a reason Facebook is more practical for the Sheridan Police Department? Yes, because there are numerous social media sites. Um, some are used by younger people. Some are used by older people. Facebook gets us to the maximum exposure. Even even if people don't use it on a daily basis, that they know where to go um, if they want if they want to find our website. That's why we're not on Instagram or we're not on all these whatever. Yeah, um, so many. <laughs> yeah, we we would we would rather do it what we strive to be an excellent job on one site than than have three or four me- mediocre sites absolutely yeah and there's a lot of time commitment when you're talking social media and a lot of them um like twitter for instance requires a heck of a lot more commitment and time investment in it um and where it's constant tweets and retweets i don't even know the whole no yeah the logistics I, I, I barely it. use it myself but you but. talked to a lot of my uh, peers around the, around the country that 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 they have dedicated people for social media. Obviously, in Sheridan, we don't have the resource for that. But the captain's been in charge of our, our social media presence and doing a fantastic job. I mean, we feel that the things we can get out there are the important things we want to get out to the public and not just have a a meaningless tweet here and there or that kind of thing. We want to really have have it have some meaning and some fulfillment and really get the information out. And it is a very reliable platform, and it's it's served our needs very, very well. Are, are you open to the idea that uh, uh, if something's going on downtown and you need to get out as much information to as many people as possible, the use of social media is to say, hey, incident, it location. Would, yeah, it would be secondary to iPaws, which is a non-subscription-based telephonic alert system. Um, that's the fastest way because anyone in, in a certain area is going to get a, get a notice on their cell phone, and that's um, in partnership with the county emergency emergency management but our our dispatchers actually send the messages that's that's the fastest way um because that way we're not waiting for people to check facebook yeah absolutely um, and you know there are some local face facebook uh pages uh news sources that i, I won't name because i don't but they do an absolutely fantastic job of if a notice like that does go out then they they post it so that that's one of the benefits of other social media is, is it, the word can spread fairly quickly. But if there isn't information we absolutely need the community to know about immediately, we would use the iPod system. A much better system to reach yes. as many people as possible. Yes. Yeah. And it, it now correct me if I'm wrong. This system will actually alert the individual uh, with the cell phone in their hand. Right? Yes. If a message comes through, it's kind of like the it not like the amp- it, 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 yeah. yeah, it's like well, code red. It's all a component. Uh, iPod is a owned by their same parent company has them. The iPods is that integrated public alert and warning system. So it, it can go through multiple platforms. We're talking not just cell phones, uh, emails, texts, uh, landlines. Oh, wow. So it's that's your general emergency and notification. When you're watching television, remember when we were watching TV back in the days and the screen went gray and this is a test of emergency alert system? That's what we're doing. Yeah, basically the same about. thing, right? Just yeah. Essentially just version. more and, updated. And, more yeah. and there's no need to, you don't sign up for it. You just get the messages. That's why... 
we rarely use it is because when we send out a message, it's going to be important. <laughs> Code Red is subscription-based. People can sign up for it and opt in or out. Um, but uh, iPauls would be much more efficient than social media. Yeah, absolutely. All right, folks, we'll have more with the Sheridan Police Department when we return. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Is Wyoming Corporate Office your one-stop shop for everything you need for your Wyoming-based business, LLC, or corporation formulation? Yes. Service of process and mail forwarding services? Indeed. Fulfill the legal requirements for small businesses based in Wyoming? Absolutely. Wyoming Corporate Office provides the communication between your business and the state so you don't have to. Learn more by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com today. Has your home become the proverbial money pit? Everything is going wrong, things are breaking on the daily, and you can't afford to fix them. Nor do you want to. Let Wyo Renovation assist you. They will buy any property in any location, no matter what issues it has. They will get you cash, probably more than you could get anywhere else. And you can walk away and let them bring the property back to life. Learn more at wyorenovation.com or find them on Facebook. Hi, this is JT. And Elizabeth Kraft. This month and always, we are especially thankful for our business and the opportunity we have each day to reconnect people to the world around them through the gift of hearing while providing food, shelter, and stability for our family. We are also thankful for our very supportive communities in northern Wyoming. Without our loyal customers and the new friends that join EBA Hearing and Sound each day, we would not be where we are today. We appreciate all of you more than you know. Happy Thanksgiving from the EBA Hearing and Sound family on Coffeen Avenue next to Sherwin-Williams in Sheridan. When it comes to your Wyoming outdoor bragging rights, everybody's got a different take. CNB Operations, Buckaroo Blades, and Sheridan Media are giving you the chance to show the world what you want to brag about in the bragging rights photo contest on Sheridan Media's contest page. You could win a $300 bone-handled hunting knife and sheet and be part of supporting Wyoming outdoors because CNB Operations, your local John Deere dealer on Heartland Drive, will be donating $1,000 to the Wyoming Outdoors Federation to help make sure we keep our Wyoming outdoors what it's always been. Hey, and this is cool too. Just by stopping in to CNB and dropping an entry into the box in the new Ranch and Home and Hardware Supply Store, you could win an amazing prize package, including a new chainsaw. So go to the SheridanMedia.com contest page, click on Bragging Rights, and upload your photo of anything hunting, fishing, camping, or hiking in Wyoming's great outdoors. And you could be the big winner of a $300 hunting knife from Buckaroo Blades. This week on the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast, we recap NFL Week 10. We had the game of the year, the catch of the year, and the fumble of the year all in the exact same game. You guys know what I'm talking about. Then it's almost World Cup time, ladies and gentlemen. We get a preview of the World Cup, all the group stage matches, and then the biggest game in American soccer history against England coming on Black Friday. It's the Revolutionary War II Electric Boogaloo. We preview the U.S. team as well as the English team. We have that and more on the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast on sharedmedia.com or wherever you get your podcast.
Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. With me this morning is the Chief of the Sheridan Police Department, Travis Koltiska, and Captain of the Force, Tom Ringley. We're discussing the many ways that the public can stay connected with the Sheridan Police Department. We've talked about the posting of crime data reports to the Department Media Release and Activity Summary webpage on the City of Sheridan website. We are currently discussing the use of Facebook as a tool to connect the PD with the public it serves and protects. Now, it, it, it is so Facebook is the only social media yes. uh, that you guys have decided to use. Yes. Uh, even though Instagram is actually getting a, a I guess I can't say getting. <laughs> it makes it, that kind of dates me a little. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's got a good following among the youth, at least. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, it just doesn't serve your purpose. No, no. Like, like I said, um, we, we at Chief Coltes actually snagged up the Instagram handle for the Sheridan Police Department years ago. Um, I think he suggested heavily to do that at the National Academy. Um, but once again, we do Facebook well, um, and also it's a matter of time. We don't have a, a fully dedicated public information officer. Um, we and actually, I. With very strict access to it. I actually don't have access to the page. I send everything to a, a vendor. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Okay. And, and they, they track all of our numbers and tell us where, who's what, looking at us and what part of the country. Um, and they, they do an excellent job. You know, I think it's important for the public to also know about Facebook is that page is not always monitored 24-7. It's not monitored 24-7. Um, so we oftentimes have gotten messages about things that have been happening um, that needed police attention. That's not a... We, we ask the community to, to use our phone lines, notify dispatch, not to use and rely on Facebook to make a notification of something that's ongoing and happening. It's not right a reporting time. system. Yeah, it just, it's just not monitored 24-7, so we can't address something that may need addressed immediately if it's reported on Facebook. Now, we'll, we'll try to respond, and if it's something that, you know, a question that you know, we're, we're very good about responding to inquiries and messages on Facebook, but it's not a reporting system, and especially if you need any sort of emergency response or first responders. In a, in, a, in a short period of time. So it's just something out there that I need. I think the community needs to know about Facebook, about our use of it as well. So I, I've got a, a bit of a tougher question. Um, do you guys receive a lot of criticisms, uh, whether they be true or not, sure. on, on, on your social sure. media? Sure, and first of all, I'd like to preface this by saying no one gets into policing thinking they're not going to be criticized. Right. You're not going right. to please everyone. There, there are a few people that criticize us, and quite honestly, some are extremely valid. And we, we take uh, the constructive criticism into account, and sometimes we've, we've acted on it um, if we think it can improve the, the service we provide to the community. Um, there are some people that, at this point, it's entertaining to us that yeah. um, <laughs> feel that they've been done wrong by the police department for some reason, and they post on everything. And I think the, they're still our target audience. The, the audience they're still... Um, members of the community and this is a government website. So we, we don't edit any of the posts and there people are free to post what they want. Um, if Within, I mean, if, no if, profanity, yeah, no right, vulgarity, right. things yeah. like that. We're going to, we're going to keep that from everybody yeah, seeing it, but, but it's a two way, uh, it's a two way discourse. And I, I think people like everything will read what they feel they need to read and skip it. Everything else over. There's always going to be the, you know, seven or eight people that have their echo chamber that feel it. They, they've been done wrong and, and that's fine. And if we've have provided poor service, then we will own it. If, if we have in the past and we will um, improve. That's part of the community policing. 
the true definition uh, is the uh, community and police working together to solve a problem. So if we're the problem, we're going to solve use yeah, community input to solve it. Now, when it comes to social media and and the officers themselves, the boots on the ground, uh, I imagine they're free to have their own social media sites, correct? They they are. They're definite. Um, we have a, a a very good social media policy on personal use. Um, you know, like I told some people, you can post whatever you want on social media, but you can't post it as a member of the police department. Um, you. Um, Basically, officers can't, or any of our staff, can't post anything um, that would be reflect poorly on the police department yeah. or, or the city or the community. Um, we want our community to have high expectations of us and posting something with vulgarity or using a uniform as a, a prop is undignified and we're not going to tolerate it. Um, officers are welcome to post a picture of themselves like sitting on Santa's lap or whatever, or on a first day of school, that's family values. And that's what the community expects of us. They expect us to be part of the community and, and that's fine. But there's a, every, every uh, situation is different. Um, but we, they just, we expect them to display the character we hired them for basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I think there's a lot of businesses that feel the same way when it comes to that. Um, during the hiring process, many individuals go to their social media sites of an applicant first and really look through to kind of see that. Because one thing that I have learned, and I'm sure a lot of people out there, same, same lesson, it is amazing what, what people will share on a social media site. Uh, too much information uh, to, to a various degree. Um, and, and sometimes even the perception of somebody that you thought you knew once you get on their social media site and realize, Oh my goodness, you know, I did not know that they believed X, Y, and Z, uh, can kind of take you back a little bit. You guys do that practice quite a bit. Don't you uh, look oh, I, at the, look at applicants. Absolutely. We look media. at them prior when they, we first received the application as part of the background process. Um, they sign a waiver, really um, allowing us to not just look at the page that they post for the public, but look on their own device through their social media platform. Because, again, part of our the, the characters we're looking for, you know, not making sure that there's no bias that are displaying on the, on their social media, no prejudice, none of those sort of things that would make them not of a good co- character that we're looking to hire. We want to make sure that those aren't on any of their platforms that they choose to use. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's imperative that we, we do our diligence to make sure that we don't hire those individuals that are displaying bias or prejudice openly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if they're doing it openly, they're going to do it serotypically too. And they're not going to, you know, so we want to, we, we just don't want that, that type of person working in our department. And as an officer, you really do have to address every single situation on on that equal playing level for everybody yes um you know it, and and i know it's something that we we can sit here and we can say and we can go well yeah duh but as we've seen throughout the nation sometimes that doesn't always happen so it's good to try and get through as much uh i guess you could say vetting as possible and nationwide there are a lot of officers that haven't them themselves or their departments or communities any favors by facebook posts it's not a first amendment issue um no one's been drafted to work at the police department. No one's being forced to work there. Um, it's a condition to be able to be part of our team. And quite honestly, the people that have the display, the character we want in their interviews 
aren't going to have anything on their right on their social media sites anyway most as far as i can tell and we, we're not checking up on people but i think most officers personal uh social media use is pretty pretty low yeah um, they, they're, they're not living for it they're not trying to be influencers or anything oh and you're gonna see hunting pictures on mine I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and my family get a lot of those a hunting, lot of, hunting in my family that's hunting, my, hunting that's family my. kids and dogs yep <laughs> personal interests yeah. absolutely now has leadership had to take any kind of action in the past regarding the posting of content on social media by an officer have you guys had to pull somebody in and say hey um let's pull it that, back that kind or, of delves into uh, personnel issues but if we did see something inappropriate as on uh, social media or anything else, we'd address it immediately. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that is really the face yeah. of, of the department, um, yeah. not just the department's social media website, but at the same time, uh, officers within that department are a reflection of the department itself. And everything we do, not just on social media, but in the way we talk to uh, a cashier in a store or, or what we're talking about, where people can overhear us. We, we know we live in a fishbowl and we expect mm -hmm. to, um, therefore we, um, can conduct ourselves in an appropriate manner. Having said that we're people, yeah. um, and we're not perfect. Right. And perfection is not our expectation. I had a Colonel tell me that even though you take the uniform off, it, it's, it's never, it's never gone. Yeah. In the military is how you uh, conduct yourself downrange. Absolutely. Um, uh, you are always an officer of the law. Yes. And you are always a soldier, a seaman, or an airman. That's just the way it is. You, you've taken on that responsibility socially by putting on that uniform. Now, uh, let's talk about Coffee with a Cop. If if folks would like an opportunity, sit down with an officer and get to know them on a, on a kind of a different level. This is a much friendlier type of uh, interaction than just seeing you on the street, correct? Yes. Um, I think we might have overexposed ourselves in the past because we were doing every other week and turnout was kind of low, but we're going to do them um, less frequency, but hopefully with higher quality content. I mean, the quality, probably higher quantity contacts because yeah. all of our contacts have been high quality. Right. But on the 26th, which is a Saturday, at, from 7.30 to 9 at Java Moon, we will have uh, one of our patrol teams making our drinking coffee, which we like to do especially on a winter Saturday morning oh, absolutely. Or, 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 or the hot, hot beverage of uh, whoever's choices. And we're just, once again, it's part of our transparency program, make, making ourselves available. Um, people can ask the guys and ladies and gentlemen, anything they want to. Nothing's off the table. Yeah. Now, when it comes to when, when I'm getting hired, uh, I know that there's, there's certain duties that I have to do as, as an officer of the law. Is one of those things that you're talking to me about during this hiring process is you are going to sit with the citizens of this town and city and you and you are going to have these discussions. You know, I think it's it's obviously identified early on, but the people that are coming to us already have that understanding. OK, that's just yeah. a, that's the way that that law enforcement has, you know, 1829, Robert Peel saying, you know, we're a part of the community, uh, the, you know, the police are the people, the people are the police. It's always been that it may have gotten forgotten there for a little while, but it's it's really nationally. You know, people understand that community interaction and community and that, that being able to talk to your community members is, a, is an integral, probably the most important part of our job. Um, building those relationships and 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 being 
um, transparent and honest and, and open with our community is the only way we're going to do our job effectively. So thankfully, we don't have to tell somebody, hey, you're going to have to do this. They already know. They have that expectation to, to, already. To that specific topic, it's without giving away what the questions are, it's, that topic is specifically covered in our oral panel for hiring. So, so you, you see these officers out there on the street. Maybe some of them have gone to, uh, you know, or worked in, in other cities that may not have had that emphasis on community policing. It, it, Do they respond positively it, it, to this? It, 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 it blows their mind. Um, like a breath of fresh air. The, the, the <laughs> amount of um, positive interaction we get, they get and we get from the, the people in our community. They're, they're not used to it, specifically an officer that uh, was a deputy in Washington State and an officer that was, uh, I think, a deputy in Indiana. Um, to, to, to almost every lateral lateral hire from out of state comments on it very soon in their career with us about how friendly our community is to them. Um, and we, we, we can lose that in a minute too. And we stress that to everyone as well. One of the officers the captain's referring to said, I actually got thanked for writing a ticket to somebody the other day. Thanked re repeated times as I was issuing a citation. They were like, I, I didn't know what to think. <laughs> yeah. Just, don't just, even know how to respond. Yeah, yeah. It was just unheard of from where they came from. So the, the community that we have, they quickly, quickly understand how fortunate we are to police in, in this community. And again, not every single person out there is a fan and we get that. Um, but uh, the overwhelming amount of support we get is greatly appreciated. Boy, that's got to be just something that really re-inspires putting that shield on every day. It's It becomes a heavy load because we realize the responsibility we have to serve this uh, fantastic community. And we, yeah. once again, we know... We, we, we can lose it in a heartbeat. We know in the way before we were here that relations between the department and the community weren't fantastic. Yeah. Um, and we had some good role models when we were hired that we're starting to get that corner turned. And um, we uh, want to keep on uh, constantly improving. And it's, you guys are doing a fantastic job down there, from what I can tell. Uh, Captain Chief, I greatly appreciate both of you coming in this morning. Thanks. It's always a pleasure having you. Thanks, Same everyone. Way, thanks. Be safe out there. Thank you. All right. When we come back, we're going to speak with the mayor of Buffalo, Shane Schrader. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Share. What is your business worth? Have you considered buying or selling a business? Our certified valuation professionals at Harker Mellinger can help you determine the proper values in gifting, estate planning, and the purchase or sale of your business. This is Alicia Cox. Harker Mellinger has been providing professional valuation services for Sheridan area businesses since 1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Harker Mellinger, 6720785. Time you stand, bend, or reach. Oh, aching bones and aching joints, they're not just painful, they're noisy. Oh, oh. But seriously, for some, aching joints are debilitating. The specialists at Sheridan Ortho work tirelessly to end your aches and pains. From advanced hand and upper extremity surgery, to computer-navigated spine surgery, to complex sports medicine like hip arthroscopy, you're in good hands. Sheridan Orthopedics, serving Sheridan and the surrounding areas for over 50 years. Visit SheridanOrtho.com. Same-day appointments may be available. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties 
for choosing Cane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Cane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Cane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. What would Christmas be without tradition, without the comfort of home, the joy of family, and the smiles of children? Sheridan Media welcomes you to open your heart this year during the 25th annual Christmas Wish Campaign. Due to temporary circumstances beyond their control, some families, friends, and neighbors will struggle to make ends meet, let alone have a Merry Christmas. It is tradition for the Christmas Wish Campaign to bring the spirit of the holidays to those individuals. In the past, we have assisted several people with everything from bills and food to clothing, Christmas trees, and toys for children. Please send your Christmas wish nominations and donations to P.O. Box 5086 Sheridan or submit them online at SheridanMedia.com as soon as possible. All wishes must be submitted in writing and must include your name and phone number. There are follow-up questions our committee will need to have answered to properly assess each wish. Wishes must be received by Friday, November 25th. Partners for this year's Christmas wish campaign are Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, A-Line Roofing and Exteriors, and Wyoming Corporate Office. At Steeple, we specialize in helping investors like you build and preserve your wealth, and when the time comes, pass it along to future generations. If you have questions regarding your important financial goals, planning for retirement or future education, giving to your favorite charity, or leaving a legacy for your heirs, contact me, Jim and Chosby, at Stiefel Investments in Sheridan, Wyoming at 307 672 Stiefel Investments, member SIPC and NYSE. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by the mayor of Buffalo, Mr. Shane Schrader. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Good morning. How are you, Floyd? Doing great, sir. The drive over this morning wasn't too bad. Uh, I got here all right. There's really no ice as of yet. It's more of just that compacted, slick snow. So if you take your time, it's not too bad. How are the streets over there in Buffalo right now? Well, they're a little snowy, but they're getting clean. So, so we're we're doing all right. Now, I want to congratulate you and uh, and some of the the new council members over there, as well as uh, some officials up at the county on your uh, campaigns this year. Well, thank you. It's four more years at City Hall for me. Uh, we got two new councilmen. They're well. Let me rephrase that: a councilwoman and a councilman. Um, so we have now Myra Camino, who is an educator here for a long time, and then we're welcome welcoming back into the political ring McMadden. So looking forward to serving with them, and going to greatly miss Vice Mayor Haskins and Councilman Hart as they go off into the political sunset for a while. Now, is there a class or a seminar uh, that new city council members take? How do you get them up to speed on the situation, sir? Well, you know, there's things through WAM, the Wyoming Association of Municipalities. Um, there's handbooks. There's training. There's the, the, WAM, the WAM conferences, you know, that'll be coming up in January, I believe, conference and then you know we just we work we work through it and of course you know councilwoman elect Camino was an educator so she knows parliamentarian rules and Mike Madden was the state rep and a city council 
has served on city councils before, so so he you know the the rules and regs. I think the the tricky part, not even tricky, just the fun part will be getting caught up on ordinances and regulations and, and that type of thing, and just getting them caught up where the city is currently. But they've been monitoring it, and they've been the meetings since since their fun camp unfilled campaigns began. So they're they're catching up to speed, and you know, they're there are people that have been in the business before, so they're a lot of it's good to go from. Now I don't I don't know Councilwoman Camino, uh, but I, I I have sat and and spoken with uh, former representative, now councilman Mike Madden, and I can tell you from experience that he is probably one of the smartest individuals I have ever had the pleasure. Of speaking with, uh, I think Buffalo is uh, is really getting ahead of the game with him in that seat. Yeah, he's he's a great guy, and you know, just sitting down and talking with him, you know, or picnic in the park, or just meeting him on the street, he's a great person. But you know, Councilwoman uh, elect Mayor uh, Camino, she's she's a very smart and intelligent woman, and she's going to serve us well on the council. She's you know got a fresh set of ideas coming in, and that's going to be. That's going to be good. Absolutely. Fantastic uh, uh, job, both of them, for getting up there. And, and what, a, what a benefit uh, for the city of Buffalo. Now, now, being mayor of the city of Buffalo isn't exactly a full-time job. I, I know it takes a lot of your time, but correct me if I'm wrong, you are also an EMT, and uh, you also work at a funeral home over there, correct? Correct. Um, I... Pretty much a full-time EMT, and like you said, work at the the funeral home, and I'm also a deputy coroner. So I'm very lucky that I have great people in places at the city. Um, you know, my department heads are are absolutely outstanding, and and so are the city employees. They do a great job for me. I'm proud of every single one of them, and it's kind of like the old, uh, you know. Warren Buffett added, you put the right people in the right job, your job be easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Now, how much time would you say is devoted to mayoral duties over there in Buffalo uh, any given week? Uh, you know, you can probably, oh, it's it varies. I mean, depending on what's going on and the time of year and the projects that are going on, you know, 20, 30 hours a week. Sometimes less, sometimes more. Do you receive a lot of uh, calls in the middle of the night? Uh, what was that? Do you receive a lot of calls in the middle of the night? I don't get too many calls in the middle of the night. If I do, it's something pretty major. It's more the e- EMS and, and the coroner's office that I get those calls for. Yeah, yeah. Now... If you were to look back, you've got four years under your belt. What would you say has been your biggest challenge as the mayor of Buffalo so far? Um, COVID. Um, just working through the, the COVID pandemic has probably been the bigger challenge. Absolutely. What, uh, walk us through a bit of that challenge that you had to face as the mayor. Yeah. Uh, I may have to cut this short, Floyd. I think I got an ambulance call. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, are you uh, getting ready to head out on us, sir? 
Yeah, I go to ambulance call. So, EMT duties. Okay, all right. Well, uh, we greatly appreciate you. Uh, um, it's always a pleasure speaking with you, sir. Sorry we got to lose you so fast. Okay. All right, take care. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. This is Public Pulse on 930K early and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. It's Food Bank Friday, and your Sheridan Hawks Junior Hockey Club is back on the home ice this weekend with Whitney Rink at the M&M Center. Friday night, you'll get free admission with your donation of non-perishable food items worth at least $10. Donations benefit the People's Assistance Food Bank. Gates open at 6.30. They drop the puck at 7.30. It's the Hawks taking on the Badland Sabres at the M&M Center. 7.30 Friday and Saturday night, the rink will be jumping. Ready for lunch? Swing by Designing Dinner Sagewood North Cafe. Whether you're eating in or getting takeout, you'll enjoy soups made from scratch daily, including seafood bisque every Friday, original sandwiches like the tarragon chicken salad sandwich, or build your own. Finally, a full dessert menu with items you'll start to crave. Designing Dinner Sagewood North Cafe. Open weekdays from 11 to 3 for lunch and 9 to 5 for grab-and-go pickup. Find them on Facebook. Have you been to SheridanCommercial.com? Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. I invite you to explore and compare prices of our wide selection of quality office supply products by going online to SheridanCommercial.com. That's SheridanCommercial.com. Plus, we carry a line of office supplies in our store for your everyday needs. The Sheridan Commercial Company Office Supply Department at 303 Broadway or explore over 42,000 items online at SheridanCommercial.com. You bagged your trophy elk. Now imagine having its ivory handcrafted into the perfect piece of jewelry. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, their in-house jewelers can take your memory of the big hunt and preserve it into fine pieces of jewelry to last generations. Using your imagination, the skilled jewelers at Legacy Diamond and Gems can create something truly exceptional. Visit them at 11 North Main Street or online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Hurry in now. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. How do you feel about pancakes? I love pancakes. Well, then I've got good news for you. We're kicking off Black Friday with a pancake breakfast from 7 to 9, and it's only $5 a plate. Oh, that's exciting. But wait, there's more. We will have a live auction at 9.30 a.m. with Cars and Power Sports starting at only $500. It is Black Friday. But wait, Tommy, there's actually more. We partner with local businesses to give attendees a coupon book to keep your Black Friday shopping local. We'll kick off your Black Friday at Sheridan Honda. There aren't many faces people are excited to see first thing in the morning before they've even had their coffee. But the McDonald's drive through workers who take your order on the way to work have almost all of those faces. Get your $1 any size hot coffee with caramel paired with a sausage McMuffin. Right now, buy one sausage McMuffin and get another one for just a dollar. Price and participation may vary. Valid for item of equal or lesser value cannot be combined with any other offer. Hi, I am Chloe with the Sheridan Swim Team inviting you to our Arts and Craft Bazaar Saturday, November 19th from 9 to 4 at the Sheridan County Fairgrounds Exhibit Hall. Shop over 80 tables of handcraft items and big sale goodies, including homemade pies. 
There are door prizes and lunch will also be served by the swim team. Please join us Saturday, November 19th for the swim team's annual Arts and Crafts Bazaar at the Fairgrounds Exhibit Hall. We hope to see you there. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. Uh, we had to let the mayor of Buffalo go. He had to respond. Uh, his full-time job as an EMT kind of took yeah, precedence. That happens. It, it happens. And we've had uh, uh, Lieutenant Jorgensen from the Highway Patrol uh, join us on the uh, phone a lot of times because he's been out yes. on on patrol like on a day like today when we get snow and stuff, and he's scheduled to be here. So, And he likes being here. I mean, I, I, Yeah, exactly. He really enjoys being in the building, and, and uh, it's gotten to the point where five minutes before the show aired, he's, he's texted me and said, buddy, I can't, I can't make but when it. When you're a first responder, you know what? The, the certain things take uh, precedent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So uh, some other things that are going on in the news. Uh, President Donald, or former President Donald Trump has made his announcement for a bid for the White House. Uh, Trevor and I were talking about this a little bit offline. Be interesting. I, it's it's going to be a, well, you a know, complex political situation because I don't think a lot of Republicans want to back him right now. Well, you, you know that uh, um, you're not hearing a lot. You're hearing crickets right now. Yeah. And politicians aren't stupid. They're going to test the waters first to, well, see, to see what the... Uh, reception will be I, I know cynthia lummis has already said uh, ron DeSantis is the new leader of the republican party so i think we'll probably start seeing a little bit more of that i just think that so it'll be it's going to be interesting what these next few months are going to be like because look we're two years out yeah, yeah. two years out now i want is you to he, think is that about long enough for him to um maybe change his tune a little bit i don't know well so or back I, off a little bit it, it, with the with the rhetoric and stuff. Yeah, and you were talking about how his speech during I, the announcement I thought it actually was probably one of the most eloquent that he's delivered. I think so. But I, I think that that was strategically planned. Well, I think maybe yeah. After these past elections, the the big red wave that everybody said was going to show up didn't bother showing up. And so he's lost a lot of support and I think it's because he understands people are kind of getting a little sick of the ego. Well, and and maybe I should focus on something. There was a lot more community type talk yes. in in that speech. And the, the guy's not dumb either. He's not a dummy, you know. So it'll it's it's just going to be kind of interesting moving forward if calmer heads prevail and yeah. and uh, we'll see how this whole thing goes down. But again, we're two years out. Yeah. So he's got uh, what about a year and a few months maybe to try to you know repair that whatever the divide is in the, in the, in the party. So. Uh, it'll be interesting. It'll I will tell you that, you know, this is one of those situations. As soon as he made his announcement, I, I knew, uh, my goodness, this is putting the Democrats' chances in the White House, uh, you know, for another four years. Much closer. Much Maybe. closer because it's going to divide the, the Republican is. Party. Depends who the candidate is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks, you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. out is free. But then they said it would only be a few cents a day. What you're hearing is real. It may be happening to you. It ended up being a lot every month. These are the voices of frustration. I pay for streaming video, then the cloud storage, then streaming audio, 
Where does it end? This is the sound of nickel and diming syndrome. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. I just want to hear my music. Is that so wrong? There is hope for millions of people. There's radio. Radio? Radio with zero down and zero per month. Radio delivers all the news, music, and entertainment you want when you want it for free. No usernames, passwords, or Wi-Fi connection required. Here's my card number. It's 7354. Don't speak. When you listen to a Sheridan Media radio station, you'll never need that. This is so wonderful. (laughs) Yes, it is. The cure for nickel and diming syndrome. I could use a hug. (laughs) It's radio. No subscription required. The holidays are here, and the Cozy Corner gift shop, just inside Sheridan Memorial Hospital, has something for everyone on your nice list. When you shop at the Cozy Corner, you're not only buying a gift, you're also giving back. We donate all of the proceeds to the Sheridan Memorial Hospital Foundation to support hospital projects. From decorations to clothing, we have all of your holiday essentials. Stop by and find the perfect gift today, and Merry Christmas from all of your Cozy Corner volunteers. What would Christmas be without tradition, without the comfort of home, the joy of family, and the smiles of children? Sheridan Media welcomes you to open your heart this year during the 25th annual Christmas Wish Campaign. Due to temporary circumstances beyond their control, some families, friends, and neighbors will struggle to make ends meet, let alone have a Merry Christmas. It is tradition for the Christmas Wish Campaign to bring the spirit of the holidays to those individuals. In the past, we have assisted several people with everything from bills and food to clothing, Christmas trees, and toys for children. Please send your Christmas wish nominations and donations to P.O. Box 5086 Sheridan or submit them online at SheridanMedia.com as soon as possible. All wishes must be submitted in writing and must include your name and phone number. There are follow-up questions our committee will need to have answered to properly assess each wish. Wishes must be received by Friday, November 25th. Partners for this year's Christmas wish campaign are Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, A-Line Roofing and Exteriors, and Wyoming Corporate Office. There aren't many faces people are excited to see first thing in the morning before they've even had their coffee. But the McDonald's drive through workers who take your order on the way to work have almost all of those faces. Get your $1 any size hot coffee with caramel paired with a sausage McMuffin. Right now, buy one sausage McMuffin and get another one for just a dollar. Price and participation may vary. Valid for item of equal or lesser value cannot be combined with any other offer. Bottom up.